Hey everybody, it's Joe here. Welcome to my Rosacea Freedom podcast. It's a rainy day here in Turkey, so you may hear the wind or the rain, but I feel that adds to the ambience of the real time that I'm making this podcast. So I've had a beautiful question in my group and I would love to answer it on a podcast because writing it will take too long and I never seem to... I always feel I get my point across better through speech. And the question is, um, I'm wondering any tips for feeling anxious and self-conscious at work and around family. So um, this beautiful lady I've worked with before, she has an absolute big um, bag of tools that she's... um, She's a beautiful healer, she's spiritual, and um, she has a beautiful tools to really dip into when she feels that things, you know, like she's wandered off her track a little bit, or she's gone off into the forest, and as we all do and will, because that's where we learn. But sometimes when we come back and we realise where we've wandered, it can really sort of feel like a gut, a gut punch, or a failure, or we haven't, um, you know, been taking care of ourselves, and then we get pissed off with ourselves for doing so you know this sort of self-neglect but it happens in life it happens we get busy we get distracted we wander off we meet people we become you know interested and then we realize that actually we've just um come away from our authenticity or our truth and it's not resonating anymore and when it's normally that time it's usually when we're you know feeling tired exhausted burnt out or we've had you know we've gone on a binge or something but it happens it happens there's no perfect in this journey and none of us are perfect it's a it's an excruciating word to try and live up to imperfectly perfect is perfect <laughs> in my eyes so Feeling anxious is when we have disconnected from our roots, from our core, from our truth, from our place of knowing, from our wisdom, from our integrity, from our intuition. That's the only way that we can come out of being anxious is when we're sort of bleeding into others' realities or things that we're not, you know, um, things that aren't aligning with us. Um, trying to act a certain way around somebody, sort of shape-shifting a little bit to be seen, to be heard, to be noticed. When? We can only be seen and noticed when we're living our absolute authentic self. And what is our authentic self? Some of us don't even know that when we come into this journey. We're so confused and baffled and Googled out and searched out and read out and over-knowledged that we have no idea anymore. And the only time we can come back to knowing is to come back to self. So if we're anxious, it could have an effect on the way we eat, the way we sleep, drinking too much. You know, these sort of things, these crutches come in to help us not to sort of get through our days. More coffee, whatever, smoking, whatever. And it's all okay. There's no punishment here because we do this, because we go off into the woods. And even if you've had like six months of feeling really great and then all of a sudden you come back in, it's in these pools of shade is where you learn your next steps. If we get become anxious and we go off track, the first person that gets, you know, the negative reaction is ourselves. We feel pissed off with ourselves. 
But then it becomes a cycle because we have good days, good days, good days, a shitter day, a good day, good day, not so good day. And then we end up in a situation or something and then we collapse down on ourselves. We get so hard because we've done it again. You haven't done it again. This is all learning. We have to keep going back until we learn it. We have to keep going back until we learn it. We dip our toe in it. We realize we don't go back into it. That's how we learn it. There's no rule book. We are so beautifully unique that we are dancing with our spirit, with our soul, with our knowing, with our wisdom, with our intuition. But what we're actually doing is deconditioning ourselves, letting go, unveiling what takes us back there in the first place. So feeling anxious is, it's not a bad thing. It's a thing where you may sit, if I'm sat at my desk now, which I am, and I'm feeling anxious, I will say, why are you feeling anxious, Joe? And I will have a word with myself. And then I resolve that anxious feeling. And it could be about having a conversation with your boss, or it could be, you know, wanting to... Um, you know, have a conversation or whatever our situation brings us anxious, makes us anxious. For me, I used to get anxious when I went and see my mum. I remember driving there and, you know, and I always thought, I'd better see my mum. So I'd go and see her and I always would get anxious and I would pull up and I would be extremely anxious and it would take me probably 10 minutes to stand there and look at her, you know, faces that she was pulling or ask me where I've been, why has she heard from me? And then after, you know, me putting myself through that anxiety, she softened and I relaxed. So that was a classic case of me being anxious. Having conversations, confrontation, none of us like those sort of things, so they make us anxious. Anxious isn't bad, it's a lesson, or it's a time where I would look and feel and say, what's up, Joe? But when I was anxious continuously, I didn't, have a, I didn't know that I could ask myself these questions. I learned it through coming back to self, sitting with self, little bit at a time, little bit at a time, getting to know who I was, getting to know my anxious traits, why I got anxious, why was that person causing me anxiety, okay, I won't hang around with them. When it's a family member, it's tricky, because it's our family, mother, sister, brother, you know, and we all have this thing that, um, you know, the family members, you know, families should stick together and all of that we've been told, but if a family member makes you anxious all of the time, then it's the only person it's um, harming is us. And when you realise why that person is making you anxious, for me, with my mum, when I realised why it was, I was anxious and was angry towards her and frustrated, then I have my mum in my life on my terms. And I've worked with many people who think they cannot make that happen because they blame their parents for being, you know, not attentive, not seeing me, not proud not loving me the way I want to be loved, immature parents, whatever your description of whatever it is. You know, parents that have come from a really shitty background themselves, they're just sort of dragging that in to you or you're carrying that. So there's always a way that you can be in the company of others without being anxious if we stop blaming. And, you know, it's just, for me, I blamed. I thought it was her, but it was me. I was too needy, I wanted different than she could offer me, 
and I expected it when, you know, it was, you know, it had everything to do with me. It's hard. It's hard to think how you could ever possibly make something right. But it's all about us. So feeling self-conscious at work or in any environment really is all about us and self-acceptance. Um, and I think anxiety could blow up us, us feeling self-conscious because we're already feeling anxious and self, you know, self-conscious sort of marries in with that, I feel, that sort of emotion. So self-accepting ourselves unconditionally. Or what are we, you know, what is it in that environment that's not making us feel comfortable if we break it down a bit more basically? You know, is there a person in your office that's intimidating? Or is there somebody that you feel or you, you have this thought that you want to be like that person? Why? Because that's, a, you know, in rosacea, we often compare ourselves wanting to be like somebody when we're feeling anxious or feeling not, you know, connected inside. What are we thinking about when we're self-conscious? Negative thoughts. We all struggle with negative thoughts, especially on the process of coming into our authentic self. Because there's a lot we've been told, a lot we've been listened to. Sometimes we think we believe it until we really get under our hood and then we realize, actually, no, I'm not. I am this, that or the other, whatever way you would describe yourself. And again, like putting anybody on a pedestal, thinking that you have to be different to fit in or you have to um, be a certain way, act a certain way, look, look a certain way. That is coming out of our authenticity. Um, or comparing ourselves to others. That's a big one because like I just said, you know, we do. We, we sometimes think like, you know, that person goes out drinking every weekend and has got lovely skin. Mine is just, you know, red and hurting me um, and making me feel anxious. And be patient with yourself. Just because of these emotions that are coming up, it's not, like I've said before, it's not negative. These are all growing. These are all growth, your own evolution, the way that we get to where we want to be. And I know from the person that has um, sent these, asked me this question is that a lot of the time she's in great, great spirits. She's positive, she's happy, she's content. And it's people around her that make her ask herself these questions. And I think it is a lot of it. I think a lot of it is this outside. Just developing this positive relationship with yourself is so worth all the effort. That feels like effort to us. We're sensitive, remember. We're empathic. We feel others' energy. We're not just rocking up, showing up. We are deeper than that. So it's a time... If you know that you're feeling self-conscious, ask yourself why. If you're feeling anxious, ask yourself why. You have all you need to know in you. 
You know, you have all you need to know in you. And these these steps in our progress are all building the foundation of what we are, who we are, why we're here, what's our purpose. But most of all, just this magical relationship with self. It's all a discovery. But there's so much negativity on, you know, people being anxious. You know, there's a category for us. It's not. We're so sensitive and empathic. And, you know, um, we can awake. Rosacea will awaken us. You know, when you Google it, it's usually in 30 to 40-year-old women or whatever it says. I don't care because I hate. I never Google it. So... But actually, rosacea's coming to people at all different ages now. You know, um, my youngest client, 18, going right up. But rosacea is an awakening. So if you're 20s, in your 20s, in your 30s, in your 40s, in your 50s, this is your time. Rosacea is there to awaken you to your power. It's tired of you living small. It's tired of you overthinking. It's tired of you feeling like you need to fit in, it wants you to shine your light boldly and brightly. And it takes confidence, you know, it takes courage. And I know you've all got that. I had it. Read my ebook, you know, go back through any of my blogs. I am as transparent as I could possibly be. But we are the way showers. And I know it feels hard for you. And I know you're tired and exhausted. I know that. I've been there, but these are the times that we grow the most. These are the times, if you keep, if you're in a cycle and you keep coming back to this place, whatever that place is, there's something more to be learned in that place. See it as that. You know, it's not a time to go in and self-sabotage and, uh, and to blame. It is actually personal growth, spiritual growth evolution and you're doing it because you're listening to this podcast you're doing it and I will keep making them I'm making them and sometimes I feel like it's the same subject I'm talking about but somehow it resonates with somebody no matter what way I look at it and I am really digging in deep into my history because I want you to know how I felt but for me mine is a story and we have a choice. We either stay in, to, in the parts that are hurting and painful or we progress. And it's a beautiful thing. And you're doing a tremendous job. But it sometimes feels like we're the ones, we're the only ones doing the work. Everybody around us is just cruising along. That's what we came to do. We came here to self-master. But if we're not interested in self-mastery, if we spiritual bypass or we try to deflect it by just carrying on, keeping on, keeping on, carrying on, then we will keep coming back to this place. And there's nothing wrong with this place. This is where we learn. Don't forget that. And it's in that learning that is just the freedom. And the face... Is so misunderstood. If the face is flaring, it's bad. Everybody sees it as negative and bad. If my face is flaring, it's bad. If my nose is red, if my chin is red, if my, and you know, uh, my face is flaring, it's bad. It's negative. The googling starts, and we start going in down the rabbit hole again. 
The face is red. The face is sore. The face is flaring because where you are at, what you're doing, or who you're with, or the situation, or the the thing that you're thinking about right now isn't serving you. And that's what rosacea is. It's a abs- you know, it's it's a wonderful tool when we think of it like that. And my clients are bringing this awareness to me as well. They're so inspiring. I've had so many clients say, if I hadn't have had rosacea, I never would have been, you know, open this awareness. You know, this journey would, I would still be stuck. And I'm only talking weeks that people are talking like this. So if you feel like you're doing great one minute, you're doing great one minute. If you feel like you have come crashing back down again, then in that place is the learning. Nobody expects you to know how to do it. But you will learn it because you want to. And if you keep dipping in, dipping in and gathering your knowledge and gathering your knowledge and gathering your knowledge, then that's where you're at until you and most people, well, all the people I work with, of all the knowledge and wisdom and not the wisdom, all the knowledge, all the media, all the Googling, all the searching, everything they've tried, everything they've done is not how they're curing or healing. That isn't the reason because it comes from you. So I think I've gone off on a bit of a tandem, but, you know, I can't help that because I'm, you know, that's the passionate side of me coming out. I hope this helps, I really do, in any way, inspiring, motivating, and knowing that you're not alone. I'm not reading this for some book, this is from the heart. I'm a rosacea survivor, I healed, and there's not one reason that you can't heal. It's only if you think you can't. So I'm going to leave it there because I could go on and on and on, but I'm going to stop. And thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for your feedback and comments. Um, Rosacea is unique. And that's a beautiful, positive thing. We need all the rosaceous um, people to awaken to their power and then wow. What a change we would make to ourselves and to this beautiful world that we live in and the people around us. You can check out my website, rosaceafreedom.com. There's free content and I will be making more podcasts. And I wish you the best day, night, evening, wherever you are in this world. And keep it real. Keep it real in the chaos. That is my... I've said that to every, um, not rosacea, every client that comes to my retreat, that's my leave, my parting offering. Keep it real in the chaos. Because sometimes it feels chaotic, but there's so much realness in the chaos. Take great care. Much love. Bye.